0: Hello everybody, I'm Tommy D, sports director at the Tennessee Inn, and guess who you are? I'll let you guess who you are.
1: I'm guessing I'm Vanderbilt beat reporter Adam Sparks.
0: You got that one right. Okay, one And let's see how many games you get right, because we're breaking down the doors and we're breaking down the scores.
1: I'm on fire, by the way, if you saw the standings. I I cut a game into you.
0: Yes you did. Um, this is week 9 as we look at the SEC games and what we do each week is we pick every SEC game against the point spread as run by betmgm.com and we keep records of that. That's the worst part. The picking the games is not really bother me. It's when we keep the records it's I get a little ill inside sometimes when I Oh, what was I thinking? What were we thinking? And and what, so we pick every game in the SEC and then each of us me you and gentry estes who is absent this week so we get to make fun of him pick a game that's generally can be in the sec but but so far hasn't been that like any game in the country like if you were going to bet on one game this is the one you bet on so you're kind of picking any game out there so right now adam sparks you went six and two last week you are 37 39 and two on the season if i'm I am not a Commodore. I didn't go to a great academic institution where I learned math, but I believe that's below 500, right?
1: Late season rally right now, though.
0: Yeah, um, you, you picked up some ground. I am 5-3, and three, and that makes me 42-34-2 on the season. And Gentry, who joined us a couple of weeks into it, also went 6-2 and two last week and is 20-19 on the season. You are six and two on your picks of the week. I am five and three, and Gentry is a very miserable two and three. I think he's just like that's why he didn't come.
1: Good I, enough reason. What, what
0: game did he pick? It was one he was really sure of, and it didn't pan out. At
1: the all. one he's always sure of is the one he misses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he was really sure of some game last week. You can look it up on last week's podcast, but I don't have it in front of me, and I cannot recall it. So we're going to run through. There are only five games in the SEC this week because this is a year where there are two open dates for every team, and, and several teams are on the open date. Let's start with Mississippi State at Texas A&M. Texas A&M's laying a, a whopping 10.5 points, and, and they haven't been great this year, but Mississippi State's been downright miserable in spots.
1: I'm done with Mississippi State. I was a believer in them about two or three weeks ago. I couldn't believe that that offense could be that bad, but they scored ten against Tennessee. They scored thirteen against LSU. You should score more than that on either of those teams. So um, I feel like this is like a thirty-one seventeen game.s I think I think A and M they they exceed the ten and a half.
0: They're not going to Starkville where there's more cowbell, where there may be a little bit of spark and a little bit of that. They're they're in Kyle Field which is basically military encampment, as we've discussed before, <laughs> in Texas where those things go over really well. Gentry Estes is picking Mississippi State and taking the 10.5 points, and I am in a dire disagreement with him, and on your side here, I am giving the 10.5 points, and I'm going with the Aggies.
1: I think it's an easy pick.
0: For two of us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, What do we get next?
0: Yeah, Gentry's the odd man out here also. Uh, we got a very the game of the week in the SEC, a very, very high-stakes game, especially for the LSU Tigers who are playing at home and hosting the Auburn Tigers. So it's Tiger versus Tiger. It's not brother versus brother, but it's Tiger. It's feline versus feline. And LSU's giving a big number, 11.5 points at home to Auburn. And LSU is angling very soon for a showdown with Alabama in a couple of weeks. That will be kind of the game of the century version two. Uh, as these two played right now, I think you could you could very well be looking at a one-versus-two matchup. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about these Tigers going to LSU. And then Auburn has the one loss to Florida and otherwise has looked very darn good. And that's why I'm taking the Auburn Tigers and the 11.5 points. I don't think they'll beat LSU. But I think they'll stay within that margin.
1: Yeah, I'm also taking Auburn in the 11 and a half because this is two good offenses, and this just seems like a back and forth game to me. It's and
0: LSU's not got a shut down defense, either. right?
1: I, I could see LSU, you know, maybe being up by a couple scores, and then Auburn scoring late. I, I right. think this is a is a one score, at least a single digit game. So I'll take Auburn.
0: And Gentry Estes is taking LSU, so so we'll see what, how that works out. He, he could, if he wins both of those, he'll be making up some ground on us here he won't he won't I agree so South Carolina is at at Tennessee or no I think I may have this one backwards in Neyland oh is it okay at South Carolina at Tennessee on the road given four and a half points and this is a South Carolina team that was good enough to upset Georgia a couple of weeks ago and hung really well with Florida in a game where officiating played a big part I thought I do think that there's some I saw some things that people aren't complaining about that that would have gone against South Carolina, but that's what they're... They didn't lose. They got got hosed. That's the South Carolina fan base is signing. They're going to win this game, and they're not going to get hosed, and they're going to win it by more than four and a half points because it's one thing to say Tennessee's playing better than it was. I hope so because they lost to Georgia State at home, but it's another to say that they're good enough to beat a decent team, and in this case, I don't think they are. So I'm taking... South Carolina I'm giving the points that's that's it four and a half
1: I'm clueless on either one of these teams I'll have to admit I think I think both of these are these are two of the more difficult teams to predict for in the, in the uh, conference I could see UT winning a close one I could see South Carolina winning a close one so I'm, I I think it could possibly be by field goal either way. So that's why I took Tennessee.
0: Okay, and Gentry Estes is with me. He um, he he's went with the good guys this time, at least uh, by my side and taking South Carolina. I just I, I, part of this is also think there may be a little Alabama hangover. Tennessee put a lot into that game. Now they've got a quarterback situation and I think losing that might take some steam out of them that, that it's hard to get back the very next I week. I
1: think the quarterback narrative may turn positive in this one. I have I have a hunch. Transfer
0: in midseason or what?
1: Mo Hassan. <laughs> no,
0: no. We'll see. Um, Arkansas is at Alabama, which is laying 33.5 points at home and has its own quarterback situation because Tua is out. Definitely, according to Nick Saban, uh, with an ankle situation. Then they got an open date, then LSU. And I think the Alabama's hope is somehow they can uh, give him that regenerative, whatever, stem cell something, maybe bionics, Grow a new limb on a, on a clone. The and, Tom
1: uh, Brady injection. Yeah, exactly. That, he, that you get in Germany or something.
0: Yeah, or I mean, maybe just replace his leg from the knee down. Why not? With a cadaver Th- leg. There's
1: another Tua on the roster, though, right? His brother. Can they not just take his ankle and put it on?
0: He would think so, but he's he's right handed, and I don't know how that would balance out with the ankles. Yeah, that
1: may, that may yeah, the ankles. Yeah. Also.
0: And I'm trying to remember how to pronounce his, his name. Both of them, if you looked at their full first names, are what, about eight letters long the tours, with a the lot tours. of yeah but we called him baby tua when he was being recruited <laughs> uh, the younger one so that's an in, in, in-house at the tuscaloosa news he was baby tua okay So anyway, he will not likely be playing, although it could happen. But regardless, uh, they will be down to Mac Jones, their number two quarterback. And and he's got good receivers, and they've still got a good team and a good running game, but they're not as dynamic in passing, obviously, without a Heisman Trophy candidate. So all three of us are taking Arkansas in the 33 and a half points, even though we all think Arkansas is pretty miserable.
1: Yeah, they are. Too many questions over with Alabama to cover that big of a number, quarterbacks, Number one, but also you've convinced me now that Alabama's defense is not elite. So Arkansas will score. So I'll, I'll take Arkansas to uh, to hang it closer than 33 and a half, I think. Is that what it is?
0: 33 and a half.
1: 30, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we all took Arkansas.
0: Okay. I, I kind of picture this more being like a 24 to 7, but never in doubt kind of thing. Yeah. All right, the toughest game for me. I haven't gotten a Missouri game right all year, and I haven't gotten a Kentucky game right all year. So that means I'm not going to get this game right for sure. Missouri, coming off its loss at Vanderbilt, is giving nine and a half points to Kentucky, which is at least decent, right?
1: They have no quarterback.
0: They got a wide receiver.
1: They have a wide receiver who was 2 of 15 passing last week.
0: and He completed a pass in the fourth quarter, just not in the first three. (laughs) and that's why i guess um and i don't know how you get in that situation where a two for 15 wide out's your best option but that's where they are and that's why i took missouri holding my nose not that the you know losing to vandy's the worst thing in the world but that's a vandy team that a week earlier lost to unlv on the same exact field and missouri did nothing to i think missouri it's hard to say they've lost to vanderbilt they've lost to wyoming They've also beaten some teams that weren't very good and beaten them fairly soundly.
1: I think Missouri gets back to scoring points. I think they get a little bit of a bounce back. Their ceiling is higher than Kentucky, and I think they'll get closer to their ceiling. I think Kentucky is just trying to survive the season at this point, so I'll I'll take Missouri.
0: Okay, so we both have Missouri uh, giving 9.5, and and Gentry Estes has picked Kentucky. He worked in Louisville. Maybe he has some inside info that they have a – I don't know a right guard or a punter who can play quarterback this week. Something like that.
1: Probably like a ninth-generation Brom shortstop. Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. yeah, move a guy over. They're not going to move the point guard over. He's too valuable.
1: What's Gentry's pick of the week here?
0: Well, let's talk about that. These are our picks of the week. The games that we would look at. And I'm going to need some help here because Gentry didn't fill as a Notre Dame plus one and a half at. It's
1: Michigan, isn't it? Isn't it Michigan? Is it Notre Michigan Dame this, this week? week?
0: I don't know, because he didn't fill us out, and we should have looked at this before we came in here.
1: You know, I can give you my pick while you're checking on that
0: pick. I'll, I'll do the—why don't you talk for a minute? Okay. What do you think about those Fighting Irish?
1: <laughs> well, I am—I'm uh, going to get bludgeoned for this if I get it wrong, but I am going against the alma mater this week. I am a Middle Tennessee State graduate. Yeah, <gasps> uh, and they are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home on homecoming, I believe, to Florida International. And I th- I think FIU gets the two and a half and then some. I think FIU wins this by at least by at least a touchdown. It's supposed to be showers, supposed to be rain showers this weekend. So I don't, I don't think the crowd's going to come in, out in the borough. That's right. I don't think there's a good crowd for this one. I think I think kids from Miami will be uh, will play a little cleaner in in showers in in rain showers.
0: They're used to taking showers, many of them. <laughs>
1: That's right. And the weather that they're used to down there, the Florida showers, they have scored thirty. It'll,
0: it'll be a little on the chilly side for those, uh, those beach bums.
1: Uh, it's not that bad, though. They're, they're averaging almost 39 How points. How many countries
0: do they have represented on their roster? I got, I'm i guessing 14, 18. Quite a bit. Quite a uh, bit. Because I, I, we always called them Florida intramural uh, because what, the early incarnations of their teams that I saw were... Kind of intramural fun,
1: fun story, and I don't remember. And then Florida
0: never... Atlantic was called Florida Pathetic. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember
1: pathetic. if I've mentioned this before, but I used to cover a lot of FIU, FAU games when I was the MTSU beat Rider. One of the games at FIU, when they were trying to build a new stadium, they put us in a tent for the press box, mm-hmm. and there was no separate radio booth slash tent. So the riders were with the radio, and radio had a Spanish-speaking Broadcast and an English-speaking broadcast. And they weren't there,
0: broadcasting like Turkish or. Well, there were three. One of those languages where you cluck or something like that.
1: There was <coughs> one. There was one table with three chairs. I am in the center chair, and the Spanish-speaking guys to my left on air, and the English-speaking radio is to my right, and so I have two different languages going into each ear. That's I I, can, I guess they were hearing each other on the air, too, because they were about six feet apart. Right. But uh, anyway, that's the setup that FIU have, used to have. There was a semi-hurricane. I covered a game down there once the tent nearly blew away. But this FIU team is averaging 39 points a game over the last four games. I think they put a pretty big number on MTSU, and I think uh, FIU at least wins by two and a half and then some. So I'm taking FIU.
0: Okay, if they won by exactly two and a half, that would probably make football history because I don't think that's ever happened.
1: We'll see. Could
0: Okay, Gentry did pick Notre Dame at Michigan. Uh, Notre Dame coming off a bye week um, and and been a pretty good football team. Michigan maybe reeling a little from losing to Penn State, but they kind of had a good second half, so the wheels didn't come all the way off. But but Gentry is uh, taking those fighting Irish in the big house.
1: They have uh, Michigan's coach by the greatest coach ever, Jim Harbaugh. So I don't.
0: Uh, they pay him well.
1: Yeah, they do. They pay him as the greatest coach, but yeah. not so much.
0: And yeah. now I'm going to give you the game that, that if you're really going to bet on and win all the money, just look, take out another mortgage, whatever it takes. This is the one.
1: Sack I'm, of money on the table. I'm What's... telling
0: you, spend all of your bet, all of your money on this. I won't be betting. But...
1: Not my money, the listener's money. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yours
0: too. <laughs> they can bet your money. I'm okay with that. So I am taking Pitt, the Pittsburgh Panthers, giving five-and-a-half points at home in Pittsburgh against the Miami Hurricanes. So
1: it's Dan Marino playing for Pitt? Pitt?
0: I, saw, I saw some things that, that basically if you looked at it to to make this really real, if you compare the resume of Michigan, which is in the top 25, to the resume of Pitt, who they beat, who they've lost to, what those margins are pits is better than michigan's actually on paper at least and they are a good football team and that's a long trip from miami into a, elements that aren't very miami-like um this time of year i know it's not late, Yeah, that's late. not
1: murfreesboro weather no that is
0: not it's probably going to be a little chillier The the people in the hard hats aren't going to greet you with a smile that come to the pit game so they play in the same Hines field that the steelers play and actually share a practice facility there's some some trivia if you didn't know that So I'm taking the Pitt Panthers, I'm laying all five and a half and saying they're going to beat Miami by two touchdowns is my real feeling. I don't think those Miami Hurricanes are that good. And that will do it for this edition of Breaking Down the Doors, our weekly Pick the SEC Games Against the Line edition. Uh, We'll do it again next week. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can drop us a review and a rating if you've enjoyed this show. For Adam Sparks, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll pick some more games next week.